I'll work you out, get you right with your physical. Always just another interlude. Asking all them questions, girl, you know I don't do interviews. It's pitiful that when I'm with them other bitches, I pretend it's you. Oh, you work at Coles, you in dental school. And we back again. <laughs> We're back again. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I don't know what that was. The point is, we're back with another episode of The Interlude. As, deserve, you, can see, as you can see, Jesse has a traveling background. So, you know, whatever that is, I was so thrown off. But here it is. It looks great. It looks beautiful. Um, but on this episode, we are going to talk about... The double XL freshman classes up to this point. Yeah. Uh, we are going to talk about each freshman. Well, first, we're going to talk about kind of like the freshman class concept, what it's meant for mm-hmm. hip hop and rap, and what it's meant for a lot of artists, you know, throughout their careers. Uh, then we're going to talk about each class, uh, try to keep it as brief as possible, but just talk about some of the people in that class. Um, where they were then to where they are now, this, that, and the third. And then at the end, we are, we are going to rank. There's 12, there have been 12 classes up to this point. So we are going to kind of go back and forth with our rankings and, and see, you know, where we, where we stand with that and come out with a consensus for y'all after the fact. So, you know, it should be fun. But, man, let's, let's jump right into it. So, I mean, double XL freshman class, man. It have, first class was in 07. They skipped 08, but they've had every year uh, since then. What what does this freshman class mean for, you know, hip-hop and rap? I want to say R&B is kind of considered in that a little bit. But yeah, but what does it mean for that genre? What has it meant for a lot of people's careers? I honestly, me personally, um, when it first started, it was, it was uh, another platform for a competitive competition, but then, you know, new people that was just, I wouldn't even so much say just getting in the game, but getting a little buzz behind their name as far as hip hop. And um, at the time that the concept was the idea, it was, to, you know, basically take niggas that was up and coming in a rap game, um, however they was being marketed, whether it be by their popularity, they sound, something about them. And you took, they took that and they just marketed on a bigger scale. Um, got cyphers that come in so basically artists can come test out their flows if they really got bars or you could just really hear they sound it's evolved so much since when it you first used to have cyphers yeah it's completely now <laughs> yeah but all in all man it's just uh, another stepping stone for up and coming rappers and it's been mainstream too words to make double xl bro like coming into the game now it's something big bro but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only thing I say is, I think back when it first started, it, it was mainstream, but at the same time, it really gave rappers a break. Uh, like, the, like if you made Double XL, like that's really that really kind of jump started a lot of people's career because like they were maybe known in their city or maybe known on an underground level, but Double XL really made them mainstream. And mm-hmm. I think the only difference now is a lot of artists already mainstream and the double XL cover is just like a affirmation of where they are. It's like, it's almost like you've got to get to a certain point before you can make, you know, double XL, which ain't, 
it's not like horrible. It's not. It's not the worst thing because I ain't saying artists ain't deserving. I just feel like you know when it was when it was really giving people the jump they needed to like really get their career going and grow their fan base. I think that was the real beauty of like really the behind the it. Yeah, like meaning something back then, and even and even just being a fan of hip hop back then when you heard that. Double XL was coming. It was like, bro, you was anticipating it like heavy. If you was like, and I'm not saying like hip hop enthusiasts probably still not, but I know for me personally, going through high school and middle school, when I'm hearing Double XL, the, all the Double XL classes coming out every season, I'm like, I'm trying to see who's on there. If I listen to them, so when I get hip on, but nah. yeah, it's yeah, it, it's tough. I mean. I think, I mean, I think you see the difference as you go through the classes, just kind of like in where these artists were, like when they got selected, you know, and um, I mean, it's, it's it's not really all bad, but like you said, I think just double XL meaning what it does to, to hip hop um, and to rap. Um, I think, of course, as a hip hop fan, or as a, as a rap fan, Mm-hmm. you can appreciate, like like you said, like, you know, Double XL, like, meant something. Like, you always want to know who was on the cover, what was going on, like, in that particular magazine. So, but also, I think that speaks to the fact that news and music wasn't as, of course, easily accessible as it is now. So, Double XL really was somebody that put you on to, hey, they just dropped a mixtape. There's no way you would have known that because it wasn't like social media was like it is now to where we know things or artists dropping that we don't even follow or that we, you know, don't even, you know, know about like that. But um yeah, we'll we'll jump into the uh we'll jump into the first double XL freshman class, the uh inaugural. Oh seven there was Saigon, had to or Saigon, don't know which one. Saigon, I believe it's Saigon. I, I think so. I had I had to look them up because I personally wasn't really too hip on him, but looked him up. Uh, Plies, Rich Boy, uh, Gorilla Zo, Joel Ortiz, Lupe, Lupe, uh, Crooked Eye, Papoose, and Young Dro. Now, for my hip hop, for my hardcore hip hop, I won't even say hardcore hip hop, but Lupe, Young Dro, I, I, I know what Dro was doing there around his scene and stuff like that, um, but. I think Boosie and Plies really got the cake. I think that's clear, though. I think as far if you talk about impact, if you're talking about up to this point and who have, who have had the the longer career mm-hmm. and uh, stay relevant, it's, it's definitely them two out of this class. I mean, I, I think anybody who listens or is a fan of hip hop or knows these artists, you know, you can't slight you can't slight Dro for the run that he had, um, especially for his region. Uh, can't slight Papoose. Uh, Crooked Eyes a legend. Joel Ortiz is dope too. Like all, like all these are like all of them are dope. Like all of them are great artists in their own right. But as far as Plaza and Boosie being the ones that you would pick out of the group, that of course they're still relatively, you know, relevant now. I think it's so let me ask you this: within if saying we talking about impact of now, who do you think at that time had the greatest buzz between them though on that list? Like when that list was being made, who you, in '07. That's tough because I wasn't that old in 07. So I don't really know how people was receiving them for real. If I had to guess. That's a real answer. I fuck with that. If I had to guess, I probably would guess Plies 
maybe Gorilla Zoe, just thinking about the time. I don't know how big Papoose was globally. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I know, I don't think Crooked Eye was ever like an extremely recognizable solo act, like outside of his region and outside of like, you know, his core group of fans. So I'm probably going to go with Plies, Boosie or, or Zoe, just because I, like Gorilla Zoe's name stands out, if anything. Like, I don't remember too much of the music off the top of my head, but I remember his name. So that then would be the three that I would say is between for that class. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to the 2009. As we know, it was a gap between 07 and 08 with the 2009 yeah. freshman class. We got Mr. Falarin himself, Wale yeah. Man, B.O.B., Charles Hamilton, Asher Rock, Corey Guns, Blue, Mickey Fax, Ace Hood, Currency, and Cuddy. What's your thoughts, man? Let's 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 open this one up. It's um that's a solid class. That's a solid class. Um didn't know much about Charles Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Um did a little bit of research on him. He he's one of them artists who, of course, at the time was big, but didn't really make it into the new decade. So for a lot of for a lot of artists, like especially back then, like if they didn't really make it into the new decade, like if they didn't really make it into like the middle the middle of the decade to now. I more than likely won't know much of their music offhand. I, I'm just accepting that. I just probably know, know them by name or association. So didn't know much about Charles Hamilton. Knew of Ash, um, Ash Ash because of that, uh, because of that song. But I mean, I honestly feel like that that was kind of like his biggest moment, uh, especially like as far as you know, rap and hip hop is concerned. Uh, Corey Guns always felt like a one trick pony to me. Like I don't know, because like after. After six foot seven foot, it was just like you didn't who who was talking about her? For real, for real. On the global scale. Right, so let me ask you this one, man. With even after six foot seven foot, you heard that. Did you ever peak for him though? That's a that's a serious question. Like we could say like, oh, this artist fell off or didn't have a buzz, but at the same time, did we ever peak for them to see like what was they doing in them in their lane? After that, like that's the truth. That's one of them real yeah, questions. That's real. And I know, especially at the time. Of course, I was not. Um, so I'm not sure if maybe within the industry he was still making a little bit of moves before he seemingly, you know, did phase out and stop making music. But um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't disrespect Corey Guns. I just feel like that was his, as far as I'm aware of, and to what for what I know, that was his kind of like biggest moment was being on six foot, seven foot. Um, Blue didn't didn't really know much. I didn't think Blue. I can't even sit here and fake it either. I don't know too much about that brother. Sorry to that man. Uh, uh, Mickey Fats. Uh, I mean, Mickey Fats one of them like names I know, but don't know much of his music. Not sure if there's like a lot of it out there. I know like when I did start really, really picking up on music. So like 12, 13, that wasn't somebody I heard of or saw a lot of as I heard, I heard of the name. But I'm me personally, I wouldn't say I'm in-depth familiar with his I work. I can't even remember who he was signed to. I just know he had Buzz. Yeah, Buzz. I remember the name. I think, yeah, I remember the name, but, but yeah. Uh, Ace Hood. Um, Ace Hood is like one of them really interesting artists because it's like, it's like he's not, 
Okay. Would you would you call Ace Hood legendary, or would you say Ace Hood is a legend? I wouldn't say he's a legend, but I will say he. I would feel like that. His he played his part in hip hop. Right. Like, like what's the middle ground though? Because like if you not like if you if you're not really a legend or didn't like put yourself like in that stratosphere. But you, you can't play that necessarily because it's a lot of niggas that's not considered legends of, of I know. rap and hip hop, but we still appreciate them. And I feel like that's how Asia should be viewed. We don't gotta put them on like are you like trying to I wouldn't say put them on, but how you trying to box them in in a sense? Uh I don't necessarily wanna say I'm boxing them in. I just wanna give that tier of people a title. And I feel like, like you said, a lot of people fall into that category. But Ace Hood, like, Ace Hood had a sound, I think, that mm -hmm. was new, that we didn't really, like, if you talk, when you talk about trap and, like, street rap, like, Ace Hood was the epitome of that shit for, like, a strong two years. <laughs> I wouldn't I, say the epitome. I say, I say, one thing, he, he, he had, he, a, he had a, a developed and very well-produced hustle and motivate sound. Like that's what that shit was at that time, man. Like tapping that nigga Ace to do something on a on a track at that time, it was like, yeah, nigga, you got it. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like for being, I used to be a fan of Ace, so I can speak as a fan. Like listening to his mixtapes, his mixtapes would always come harder than his studio albums. Yeah. When them studio albums came and people was expecting, like, I right, nigga, I heard the hype off your mixtape. They didn't deliver the studio. The studio albums didn't deliver the sound at the mixtape. So us as fans, or even how mainstream with a marketing, it was just like nigga, like, all right, bro, you you mixtape, right. bro, you, and that's how they labeled him as. But I'm glad to say, as Ace he is phased out of the fact like hip hop didn't go as what well. he probably would have thought it would at the time. But he's found another like pursue for purpose and like and so I, I think that's that's pretty dope about him on this list and like Tim now. Uh currency. Um I know I know we both are fans of currency and are aware. Sure. I don't know how many of y'all as listeners are but Jet Life. Yeah Jet Life for sure. Uh but no currency um currency solid. I mean especially at that time too um definitely was Definitely was well deserved for sure. Um, not too much really to talk about. And his sound, like his sound is yeah. currency have a so consistent sound. It's like he's never yeah. tried to do anything that's like, oh, this ain't me. You know what I'm saying? If you fuck yeah. with currency, you gonna fuck with his sound and every project that he's put out. Like yeah. me as a fan of him, I love that that like I can go back to something old. And the only thing that you can notice is nothing I say is more so a production. Like you can tell when all right, this production was crafted, this tape was crafted, this tape was crafted, and it's just him. Or on something like he just snapped this shit together, but he still spazzed on this motherfucker on some chill shit. Like yeah. that's what I love about currency. Um, but nah, that's real. And then uh of course, if, I, if I had to choose, nah, I'll we'll, 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 we'll finish. Okay. So yeah, I was gonna say, of course, last but not least, uh it's Cuddy. Um and and Cuddy is Cuddy, so I nothing really to. That's <laughs> self-explanatory. So then we get into 2010. Hey, uh, this is this, this. Hey, one of my one of my personal favorite classes. Okay, uh, you know, but um, so Cole is in that class. Number uh, one, Pill, <laughs> Pill uh, Nipsey, Freddie Gibbs. Yes, sir. Big Sean. Yes, sir. Wiz. OJ the Juice Man. 
Hey. Hey, Rod. Hey. Fashan and Donis. Not really sure about them last two. Had to look them up. Didn't really I have heard of Fashan. Uh, I don't know. Fashan. Never heard of that. Never heard of that nigga uh, Donis though. Yeah, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know about that nigga Donis. Sorry, that man. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but but no, nah, but man, that's a it's a stacked class. Like what, what, what I did, class. what I did for my classes is like when I when I uh, when I wrote them out, I starred what I felt like were like the relevant names or names Pretty that much what I did. That you can I, I, hold, I wrote, that you can I wrote, get, a, little, wrote that, a little description for these right, niggas right, that you can that you can hold on to. This class has six. That's six out of ten. That a uh, and we talk about being relevant, and it's a decade. Okay. You know. Okay. So that's but that is one of my favorite. But they also, of course, have one of my you know one of my favorite rappers. One of one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, and a lot of artists I got a lot of respect for, and I've definitely uh have been longtime fans of. So, um, yeah. What's your th- what's your thoughts on this class, man? I mean, all back, it got my nigga Cole on here, favorite right. rapper. Um, it's he's just so relatable. Um, I'm a huge J-Rock fan. Um, Big Sean, you know, loving Detroit and shit like that with, with parts there, ties there and shit like that. Gotta, gotta fuck with that nigga. And then it's seeing him, the evolution of Big Sean, I think that's really kind of been big. Um, with... Niggas and never forget the Wiz Khalifa era. Like yeah. niggas had fucking gold patches in their head, rocking fucking camo yeah. shorts, bro. Like camo shorts and chucks, like and snapbacks, bro. Like oh, Wiz really brought them hoes back. Yeah, yeah. Wiz really brought t- Taylor, <laughs> Chuck Taylor. <laughs> and that shit crazy. And then like he just Wiz was he took that that torch. Like hip hop rappers was already talking about nigga how heavy cannabis they was but it was like I wouldn't even so much say we got a new snoop because I'm not gonna say that um but for our generation that's something that we needed that like music can still be made like it made fun music bro like he yeah. he, he made music kind of like snoop made in, exactly. in so like exactly. if you if you were to call him the snoop of our Generation, the sound. I say the sound. The sound, the sound is yeah. Yeah, I mean that. That's okay. To can I, I do that all the time personally? Like, well, if I say like somebody is this generation something, it don't necessarily mean they are the same artist or had the same amount of impact. But in terms of sound, in terms of the lane they're in, in terms of the purpose they serve in music for our generation, I would definitely compare uh, Wiz to Snoop. And I don't know. I I, I don't feel like Wiz has ever really not got his recognition or not, you know, got the attention that he deserved. Anybody know the part that Wiz played? Like, yeah, no, but no, definitely, definitely got to give him his flowers. Definitely a big part of it. Um, for his time, uh, OJ the Juice Man was definitely a big name for sure. Yeah. For sure. So can't, can't knock him either. I think the only, I wouldn't even call him misses. I just think, you know, Pill was somebody I know of Pill just from, you know, following who he was, he was with Maybach, right? I be, yeah, I believe he was. Be made back. I heard him. I heard him on a couple of. Uh, yeah, he, he was. He was with MMG, and uh, so I I know of him because of that. Like I don't remember much of his music that he did alone. You know, so don't really, don't really know much about that. But um, yeah, between him, Fashawn, like we said, like heard of him, but I don't know a lot about his music. Never heard of Donis, but I mean, to have seven names that 
still resonate today in terms of like you hear that name like oh yeah like i i remember them i know about them name and we just like you just got nip like you have a nip on this class a decade later looking back and if so that's another you know growth of an artist too and the evolution of him as well man it's just look a decade all right a decade later i probably already know who you're gonna take so it's 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 it's, it's not a question but who would your and out of your seven, who would be your three, though? Uh, I think you got to give Cole the runaway from this class. Because, I mean, he's proven it. That's not a that's not a biased thing. He's proven it out of this class. Um, but I will probably – it's low-key tough because Freddie been on niggas' necks for, like, the last year and a half. <laughs> so, Fred, bro. This nigga been on some other shit, bro. That last tape, this last tape, oh, my goodness, bro. Hey. Hey, nah, they gonna get the album review soon. We not, we not even tripping. But uh, yeah. but no, he done been on niggas next. But I, if I had to pick three, I probably personally would go Cole, Nipsey, J Rock. I can respect it, bro. Yeah, go, go. We gonna, we gonna move to the next class. Go, go ahead and run off twenty eleven, pimp. Start off with your boy. We got 2011. We got my boy. I'ma forever advocate for him. And this, actually, this class is where I'ma do this shit. I'ma let you know why. We got my boy Meek, man. We got Crit, like two fucking powerhouses right there. You got Saha. Woo! God damn, slicing through this shit. You got Lil Twist. You got Yellow Wolf, Fred the Godson, Mac Miller, YG, Lil B, Kendrick, and Diggy. I can't say, look, look. Hey. I've been finishing this list, bro. And there's not a nigga on this list that I have not listened to. Fair. And this was like, damn. Except for that, I say this. I wasn't the I wasn't the one that was kind of walking around hyping up the little beat like during the little beat movement. I right. thought it was like it was a it was a cool little funny thing as far as like culture, if, if you want to talk about culture and shit like that. Yeah. But outside of that, everybody else around that name. Oh my God, bro! Like, this is they got it on the money with this one. Like, <laughs> hey, they got it on the money. Hey, 2011 was a this 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 was the one. This was the one. Oh, it was the one. Yeah, yeah. I let's let's dissect this. If you if you had to go through, um, shit, I don't even wanna cause I. I don't want even want to say like let's get into your favorite like let's just walk down these artists like what's your thoughts your feel of them? Uh, I think it's crazy to hear some of these names mm. and think about them being freshmen in in twenty eleven. Yeah. When you talk about somebody like Meek, still very relevant now. You know what I'm saying? And and had a run, you know, during and during that time that was you you can't knock that at all. Uh, crit. I know that's a definitely a personal favorite of mine. I know you're a fan. I know he doesn't have the biggest mainstream following, but um, Crit is definitely a name you can't ignore uh, either. Um, if niggas don't know about Saha, my God, like I, hey, this man right here, Saha can spit, bro. This nigga can spit. Saha is like I, you, you got some rappers who are like diabolical. 
like, and Saha is one of them diabolical type of rappers. Like, that nigga metaphors, his wordplay, like, his lyrics is, I like, one thing I love about Saha is I feel like Saha is always effortlessly giving you a history lesson. Oh my gosh. Like, like effortlessly just spitting. It's been three years like, since. No dope on Sundays. It's literally I just, bro, I, when I was going through the list, I realized that, and I was like, bro, we need another Saha project. And the bro, thing was, nobody weird. talked about no dope on Sundays enough. That's what, that's what kind of blew me about hip-hop at that time, bro, because it was like tapes, some of the projects that was dropping in 07, and I knew I knew no dope on Sundays was going to get overshadowed by damn. I mean, like, come on now. I mean, yeah, I mean but, but no dope on Sundays dropped at the end of 17, though. Like exactly. literally, and, and it got nobody talked about it. Nobody talked about it, bro. I went into 2018 bumping that shit like literally, bro. Bible, no dope on Sundays is fucking crazy, bro. And I'm I'm definitely expecting another Saha tape. And like even I even say if y'all don't know who Saha is, if you was a fan of Kanye, well, if you a fan of Kanye, you know who Saha is. Yeah. But, <laughs> If you've been overlooked him, <laughs> you need to get into the discography. Like this shit kind of fucking crazy. Bro, uh, just go to the first uh just go to the first uh Black History Project, bro. Just start there. He got stuff before that, but start there. Man. <laughs> and work your way up, cause just work your way up. Ridiculous, man. But then uh okay, so you got you got a little twist. Who's twist? He was with your money, you know. It's, you know his name. You know who he is, but yeah, he he he, he, he fell off the rip, man. That yeah, he fell off the rip. Yeah, it's tough. It, it, it'd be tough. That's real. I mean, I I mean, twist is twist. I don't think nobody would necessarily have anything negative to say. I just think twist stands where he stands. Yeah. Like, whatever the reason is, he he's at where he's at. Uh, you got Yellow Wolf. I said this about Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf is he's a solid artist, first and foremost. I just established that. Um, I don't think he, I don't, his name, I know his name is not extremely recognizable. I know he's not, doesn't have like the most mainstream following, but uh, I think he definitely deserved to, to make this class. And especially around that time, like early around that time, like when Shady, like when M was really working on like Shady Records and everything, and, like, really, you know, pushing his roster at the time, I think he benefited from that and benefited from, um, really being close to Slaughterhouse and everything. So. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, so he def definitely somebody to to note. I would understand if somebody don't feel like, you know, he deserves a lot of conversation. That's fair, but just definitely somebody to note. Yellow Wolf had bars, bro. That definitely yeah. had bars. Uh how you feel about Fred the Godson? I I I'll admit I didn't um I ain't listened to a lot of Fred the Godson. Uh so not really and that's, how, yeah. and that's how it was. I know for me personally, it's like I've skimmed through some of his his uh music never sat there and kind of like tried to push myself through a whole album and that probably followed me i feel like now if i probably went back and analyzed some of his music it probably would have i probably have a different perspective um but just it's just really a scam over his shit for real for real yeah i mean but i mean you get into you got you got mac yg and kendrick in this class and i just feel like i mean we you know mac is mac like you know r.i.p um but you know mac was, was who he was and his music was what it was and it was amazing um yg i think is yg actually like i don't think people really understand like just how much of a stamp yg has on 
not only just the West Coast scene in general and West Coast rap, but hip hop in yeah. general. Um, yeah. I think him more than maybe any other recent artist from the West Coast has really carried the sound, if anything. I mean, I know a lot of that you can, I know a lot of that you could probably attribute to, to Mustard, but. Um, I'm about to say, cause you, I mean, you still got Kamaya. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like somebody, like if you was gonna attribute to, if you was gonna attribute that, that West Coast sound to anybody who was mainstream or anybody you could associate it with by recognition, YG is probably the first artist you're gonna think of. And just cause like, He's unapologetically blood. I think that's just one of like the that's one of the realest things I think we've really ever seen. You know, uh, the nigga changed the magazine cover to Bombflex. Okay, let's just recognize the greatness there. Um, so you got YG, you got YG, you got Dot. Um, you know, Kung Fu Kid. Hey, hold up now. What? Let's not forget Diggy, bro. Oh, I was I was just going through the list. I won't forget it. We still got digging a little B. I was just saying, you know, like dot is dot, like you know, Kung Fu Kenny. We here, we know. Dot <laughs> is old. That's a that's an episode, nigga. Like right. that, <laughs> that, that, that's you know, we we know that. But um, yeah, then you got you got digging, you got little B. So like, I mean, like you said, little B definitely had his time, and little B had like somewhat of a cult following too. Um, you know, he had that, and then Diggy one. I don't think Diggy was nothing to really like brush off or disregard. I just don't think Diggy really ever I'm gonna be honest. I would say he didn't prioritize music, you know, but it just felt like you didn't see as far as from what I saw, you didn't really see him dropping too many like full projects. His sound now and the fact that I feel like he's more comfortable as a rapper and as an artist and what he can do. Um being his age, it's a lot of potential right there. A lot of potential right there. Yeah, I think I think it's real tough when you also like the child of somebody that um high profile too. Uh yeah, I just it like it's it's kind of real tough to truly make your own path if you're not gonna follow, you know, in the path. So I just I feel like he kind of fell into that too, but I, I definitely wouldn't just brush him off for sure. Um, but a great class. Uh they really, yeah, them two years, they really, they really did what they needed to do, them, them two years to start the decade off. Seeing 2012. This, this is an interesting class to me. An interesting class. With 2012, you got Future, Kid Ink, Danny Brown, Prince Montana, Macklemore, Don Tripp, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Hobson, uh, Iggy Azalea, uh, and Roscoe Dash. All right. <laughs> this class was, this was the class where everybody knew hip hop was changing. Um, and everybody had to come to terms with that. I feel like I got I I got a I got a counter for you, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till okay. Okay. Um, from this class though, um, I've listened to yeah every night. I listen, I listen to virtually everybody on here. Everybody on this class. Iggy Azalea was a hype that 
She was hype. She was hype at the time for sure. Um, mm, bro. I mean, we see it happen. You know, we. <laughs> it ain't last long, as you can see. It's just, it's just, ah, man, that the that push of her, um, for a woman artist, and like, yeah, that is that's a whole different conversation. But Roscoe Dash, we know that he had a he had a, a stamp on a scene of music where. Right. Definitely Roscoe Dash was definitely a, a pivotal artist in like party music. Like mm -hmm. we talked about the time, like I can only imagine college campuses at the time, you know, but Roscoe had songs and they was just all they was party songs, bro. And you you need those. You need those, especially I can just imagine like during that time, like that's when for our generation, we really like I, I feel like we started hearing more and seeing more like of those like parties, some those songs specifically made parties, cookouts, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, he just had, and that was the sound that he had, you know what I'm saying? So um, definitely, you know, somebody to uh, recognize and uh, understand his importance. Um, Kid Ink is, uh, you know, he had his time, I guess. I just And that's what it is. Yeah. Kid Ink was, yeah. Kid Ink had a, I wouldn't even say an opportunity. See, Tory Lanez took the took the baton and he did what the lane. Fuck he took a, he took the lane from a lot of niggas. <laughs> yeah, and he did what the fuck he was supposed to do. Kid Ink was one of them. It was like, what are you trying to do with your career, ass nigga? Yeah. Like that's that's kind of how I looked at him because I had momentum behind him for a minute. Like he had a little song that was out, not that radio shit, but it was a nice little. Throw your windows down, cruise to it type shit. So I'm like, all right, it's a little cruising ass rapping nigga. Like he did, he did, have, he did have, he did have a couple big radio hits though. Like mm -hmm. that's why he had his time. But I just like you said, I don't think he ever really chosen. I, I, would, I, would, I would never say, yeah, I would never say artists didn't care. I would never say that because I know it's probably a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. But mm -hmm. whatever it was, he just didn't find. Like you said, he didn't find the lane. I don't think he really tried to make a decision. It seems on where he wanted his career to go. Nice. So I just feel like he kind of got like he had his like year or two, and I just say phased out in the sense of he didn't he didn't really find his lane. And after a while, you just get lost if you don't you know find a lane to be in that gets you uh, gets you a following. Um, Danny Brown, uh, <laughs> Danny Brown is like a you gotta you gotta. You just gotta be a certain type of person like Danny Brown. I feel like like he's definitely not a mainstream artist, but he he can always rap to me. He can uh, that's and that's the thing. Like he's a that nigga got bars. Like he, got he bars. like Danny Brown got, got bars, bars, bro. You know what I'm he he's just a little weird. That's all. But bars no, bars nonetheless. You know. Um, see French. Um, definitely got definitely. You know, I was a French fan for a minute. Uh, yeah, definitely got put respect on French name. I think just because. French is like French is one of those people that always like he he's like consistently relevant enough. Mm -hmm. like, you may not necessarily anticipate French music. You may not necessarily put him in, in any conversations of any, you know, great lyricists, great artists or what have you. But you can't deny that at least every every year or so every couple of years, he probably gonna have one of the biggest songs of the year. Probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, probably back in like fucking 2015. Like that that probably was I feel like that was the fall off of well 
Maybe because I'm trying to think what year was uh what year was un- what what year was uh unforgettable? Was that, I think that was sixteen to seventeen, wasn't it? Sixteen, seventeen, yeah. Sixteen, seventeen around that time. That was like the last like big big song mm-hmm. for French. Um, and yeah, maybe after that, I I don't think he really had anything that big. Oh wait, when was no uh when was no stylist? I believe. Let me see. But I think that was after unforgettable, but it may not have been. I don't know. Um, but was on No Stylist, was it bigger than Unforgettable, though? Didn't No Stylist have Drake on it? <laughs> if it did, I'm going to assume that it potentially might have been bigger than Unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, it did, but... Huh. Also, French and Drake don't miss, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but, you know, definitely got, definitely got respect, French. Uh... Macklemore is like <laughs> Macklemore is like I I don't want to knock Macklemore completely. I just never thought that much of. Him. I think niggas was disrespected by the fact of what happened at the Grammys. Why niggas tossed Macklemore to the side? Let's be truthful. Probably, Let's be truthful. It probably is why a lot of people toss him to the side. That was that the Grammys really fucked up with that one because it's like all right, we gonna put this motherfucker on this pedestal and we know. This motherfucker really deserves a Grammy. And then at that time, you can, you can, I say this, cancel culture quietly canceled that nigga Macklemore, bro. <laughs> is, there Usually, thing, is there a such thing as, well, I was going to say like, cause did we as the black community cancel him? I don't know if we really ever accepted him. Even though Thrift Shop, Thrift Shop uh, was big as hell and was a popular ass song. But, um, yeah, well, they, well, yeah, Thrift Shop can't hold it. He had a couple big-ass records. Like, he I, had a couple, yeah. Yeah, he had a couple, couple big-ass records. But um, I, I I do agree. I think I think that I think that Grammy, him him winning that Grammy over over Kendrick for the, for the hip-hop community, at least. Because I feel like that was the lane he was kind of leaning into. So that just kind of pushed him back out. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, but I, I mean, I definitely respect him. Like, you can't knock that he was, especially in that, like, 2012, 2013, kind of like two-year frame, huge. Um, Don Tripp, not a I, name recognition. I know I know Don Tripp. I'm not a, I'm not a personal, like, huge fan, but I, I, put, respect on, I put respect on knowing that that he was, he was relevant, you know, he was around, you know, so. Um, hey, this man, I, I so for those who don't know who Don Tripp is, he's a, I wouldn't even want to call him an underground rapper. Um, those that's in the industry, they they know him. Um, he's really, he just really rap about reality, man. Like, and it's very, how should I say? It's, I don't want to say catchy because it's not, niggas not singing. Like, he's really barring up a track, just talking about everyday life shit. Um, and he come with it, bro, with the bars. Like, the bars be very vivid and shit like that. But Don Tripp, um, he definitely like that. And if you don't know of him, please get into him. Um, hey, it's so much that I fuck around to just drop a link to this nigga after this. But Don Tripp is like that. That's real. Uh, you got um, Machine Gun Kelly, Hobson. And Hobson, I think, yeah, they they round out. Um, 
I was a big MGK fan. King I mean, I, I always felt like MGK could could spit. I mm -hmm. I don't feel like he made great projects necessarily, but he could he could always spit to me when he wanted to. And then uh, Hobson Hobson was was crazy lyrical. Like I don't think there's I don't think a lot of people are a lot of I don't think a lot of people outside of like underground hip hop fans and people who would have been like really looking for Hobson or liked like mm -hmm. that kind of music and that kind of rap. I don't think he gained a lot of mainstream fans, but but Hobson, Hobson was still to this day, probably. I know he don't release music like that, but uh, definitely somebody I respected as a as a lyricist for uh, those mind of Hobsons were uh, those ill minds of Hobsons were all uh, ill minds used to go fucking crazy, crazy, you know what I'm saying? So um, definitely respect there. But yeah, I think only thing that's but what's interesting about this class is they just didn't have, especially after the last two. I looking back now, I would say they just didn't have the. Uh, the star power. I guess it's kind of hard to say because in that time, they probably were, you know, more relevant. But if you if you look back at it and look at how a lot of their careers phased out, um, you only got to me. I'm only taking from that class. Future in French. From this class, I have to take Future. I'm going to have to take Don Trip, and I'm gonna have to take. Is Don Trip still releasing music though? Don Trip is definitely still releasing music. Freshman class for uh, 2013. So um, that's what Schoolboy, Trinidad this, James. To me, this was probably the rawest. Ooh, well, I can see that. I say when I and when I say raw, I mean as far as like that was just raw talent. There wasn't no persona you was trying to give these niggas to try to fit. It was like all of them came with their own style, flair, everything. Like nigga, like what Schoolboy Trinidad, uh, Joey Badass, Absol, Logic, Action Bronson, Kirko Bangs, Travis, Dizzy uh, Wright. Uh, Angel Hayes and Chief Keith. A lot of people don't realize Chief Keith was in this freshman class because uh, he missed the photo shoot. But um, some iconic shit, man, bro. And they just stamped a face on that, bro. They just put a fucking. Uh, it was a blank, bro. That's some funny shit, bro. That's funny as hell. That's iconic. Uh, shit. This class is packed. <laughs> like, and they probably had some of the coded ciphers to me. This like this entire class. Like I feel like they they probably had one of the one of the coldest ciphers of all uh the freshman classes. But, um, for sure. That, that motherfucker was a bar. I'm not gonna think like yeah, that. Nah. Um I mean you I feel like every every artist in this class not only had a a time, but like they were big in their time, like when Schoolboy was on his rise, like, like people definitely, you know, took a liking to it. Trinidad definitely had his, his run, you know, and people were, you know, all being all the jokes. You know, people were definitely, definitely fucking with him. Uh, Joey, you know, still relevant now. Uh, I wish, I wish Joey made more music, but when he does make music, like, he's he's really good at. It. <laughs> I can say this about Joey: there, no nigga. But that's a, a solo tape as far as Joey, Joey Badass. Nobody can sit there and say that he's ever made a bad tape. Ever. Like, every tape that he's made, 
if you go back and start from his very first tape to his very last album, every tape you literally see the growth in him as an artist and shit like that. Like when I, I mean, waves before waves before the money and all American badass. Like people don't talk about them projects enough. I be letting I be letting before the money dry, uh, rise sometimes, and I'm like. Uh, the only thing is back, bro. <laughs> like, the money, bro. I remember, I never forget how anticipated I was of that hip hop. Like that for me when Joey was dropping because I'm like, bro, this nigga is so young. Like he's young as fuck. Young, fuck. Like, Joey like I'm, our age, bro. I'm Joey like younger. And then the bars that he was spinning out, bro. I'm like, I'm like, I used to be. I was in high school. I'm like, are you niggas crazy? Like, why y'all not hit to this nigga Joey Badass? Like, this nigga album dropping. Whoop, what the for the money drop. It was like that shit. For me as a team, bro. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nah. Joey, Joey, Joey was doing this thing. Uh, got Abso, one of the coldest lyricists. Niggas ain't, niggas ain't gonna talk, bro. But so, so one of the coldest lyricists <laughs> out here. Hey. So when so wants so would you say that he's the best lyricist in TDE? I've had I've had I've been asked this question before, and because that's a real question when it comes from a, to from a pure like lyricist standpoint, like so probably one of the few niggas that could bar Kendrick up because so so a so be knifing niggas like so because so like that he like that and people don't want to give him credit especially. If you talk about in the in the aspect of like the entire TDE, because you got dotted and he just is who he is. That's, a lot but of people don't give so that. I think because he don't have that universal like he doesn't have a universal sound, so a lot of people not gonna peek over to That's see right. like what he's making, and opposed to like how Kendrick coming, or opposed to how J Rock coming, or Schoolboy or Isaiah Rashad. Like, but shoot, J Rock and Schoolboy damn near just got there to making a sound that's. To, to having more of a mainstream sound, I would say. Like 90059 was like that for J-Rock. Like, to I, me personally. Yeah, no, to us personally, I'm saying from a mainstream sound, though, like 90059 kind of got it. It has a TDE sound, which mm -hmm. has become more global and mainstream. But that was already there damn near with Good Kid, with, uh, Good Kid Mad City. It might be because he was the bigger artist and was getting pushed in a certain way. That probably has a lot to do with it. That's it, but this is what's so crazy about Rock. That nigga was the first one up TDE to get oh, put yeah. on though. Yeah, oh, we're gonna get when we whenever we do our TDE episode, we're gonna get into that. But Rock, but Rock is like the beginning. And that's mm -hmm. crazy. Like that, you know, I don't know if people know that, but Rock is the beginning, and Rock is the person that got Kendrick to the point where he could catapult, you know. So that's do your research, but that's they, what they, the that niggas they, they spazzed on the Black Panther tape together though. That shit was up. Look, Redemption, Redemption was an amazing album that I don't feel like I talked about enough, but that's, that's just something else. Um, so after Soul, you got Logic. Um, I like old Logic. Jedi, the young Jedi Logic, man. I like, I, like, I like old Logic. I don't dislike new Logic. I just feel like old Logic, when he was a little bit, when I, when I felt he was a little bit hungrier, when I felt like he had a little bit more to prove, I fuck with that Logic a lot. You say, would you say that, or would you say the Logic that for you, it was, it was just hip hop in a sense because that's that's essentially what you fell in love with. So would you say it was that, and he got away from that sound when that nigga went mainstream? Because mm, he was, I feel like he was always hungry. Like even, I'm, yeah. Not so. How, do, how did you feel about the debut then? How did you feel about the debut? The debut was. 
underwhelming to me. That's how I felt personally. Who, I expect the debut again. Um, uh, I don't want to say. I remember the picture. I can't remember the, ti- I can't remember the title. Of the debut, but I personally, I personally thought the debut was cool. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was cool. Exactly, and that's what. But under pressure. Reason, but the only reason it was underwhelming was because of how heavy I fucked with uh, "Welcome to Forever," uh, Young Sinatra. That was the only reason it was underwhelming for me. But right. I mean, the Tarantino tapes, like, that, and that's what, and that's what kind of blew me. It was like you go from you go to from the Young Sinatra, then out of all the hype, like around that time, like. This is the same time that I'm I'm geek for Joey, and I'm geek for this nigga Logic. So it's like, all right, two young niggas y'all about to drop and under pressure drop, and I was just like, under pressure. That's what it was. Yeah, it it, it hit me. It, in the gut. it definitely like, it definitely wasn't. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a great. It wasn't a great debut, but I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad. But I think it I get. What you're saying. I get. I get it what you're saying. I get, yeah, I get you what you're saying in terms of like the hype and what we probably wanted to hear based off of his last project. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see it being underwhelming. And clearly with the Tarantino tapes, he shows you that he can still still. Yeah. But like, Logic also one of them artists that like you can't, since he has the ability to still make good music in other lanes, I don't think you can really knock him for, for doing that. It's just, it's just one of the things you kind of got to live with because it's like either we going to get rap from him or we going to get Something else, and it just depends on you. Got you got to know what you're getting before before you know you kind of make your judgment. Um, action, action, Bronson, uh, slicer. He's a slicer. I'm not. I'm not like a huge personal fan, but I mean, I, I respect him for sure. Uh, that boy Bronson be talking that shit. Solid. Definitely solid. Uh, Kirk Bangs, um, huge, <sighs> huge in his in his run. You know, during his run. You know, so all the Kirko is so sad, bro. Like <laughs> it it could it was every like the Kirko Bangs hype was everything of what we wanted at that time. Like like the sound of music of what we was just getting in twenty thirteen from these artists. You got Trinidad, you had Argo, Trinidad, you know what I'm saying? Um on another side, you getting Frank the Bake, uh schoolboy. We ain't even get to the bottom, but from Kirko and drinking my cup, it was just like a beautiful yeah. time. It was a beautiful time. Um, yeah, no, nah, Kirk, Kirko, Kirko was solid during his run. Um, Travis is Travis. <laughs> uh, I just feel like we, the 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 names, the big name, self explanatory. Um, hey, this this is this man right here though. People, I mean, you know, you know, people don't know Dizzy like that. At least I feel like people don't know Dizzy like that. They don't talk about him, but Dizzy. This is definitely um very solid lyricist, a really good artist, makes good music too. I just don't think he has the mainstream mm-hmm. following. And he be on some if if for people that's watching this, uh if you're trying to box outside of like expand your sound into conscious rappers, like Dizzy yeah. one of those, he you know, practice peace, um, love, uh self-love and all that. And you really don't get that from a lot of hip hop artists. You know what I'm saying? So from him to evolve into a sound of what he's talking about and shit like that, uh is what hip hop need, bro, and, and people need to understand that. Like, you watching this and you ain't got hip to Dizzy right. I'm gonna say this shit right now. Go get hip to Dizzy right, bro. Like everybody need it, bro. I, I swear. That's real. That's real as hell. Um. Okay, boom. Then Angel Hayes. No Angel Hayes. Didn't didn't listen to a lot of her music, but no other 
No, no, she's solid. No, she's solid, but just didn't really follow her like that. So I don't have too much of a like opinion. And she, at least to me and seemingly to the general public, she didn't really, you know, kind of remain relevant or remain popular at least. But I definitely, you know, still give respect for, you know, where she was at that time. And then uh, Chief Keith, I feel like, is another self-explanatory. Um, we all we all know what he did. So uh, there's that. 2014. Freshman Ooh. class. Right 2014, man. We got Chance. We got Rich Homie. We got Zay. Isaiah Rashad. Todd Dollar Sign. LaDirt, Gates, Troy Ab, Big Mentor, John Connor, Connor, Lil Bibby, Jaron Benton, and August Alcini. Uh, How you feel, dog? What's your thoughts on 2014, man? That was a, that was a lot of hype for this class. When it was, it was, there was a lot of hype for this class. Um, I think 2014 is relatively star-studded, if I'm being honest. Um, I just feel like I also feel like while there was so much hype, I feel like this was the, if there was ever a pivot, <laughs> if there was ever a pivot and like where music was going, where rap was going, this is the year. 2014 was it? Yeah, because I mean, I feel like, I, and to that, to that point you made earlier, I think you said that for 12, but the only reason I would counter it is because 13 is way more reminiscent of 11, so that Meek and Kendrick class than 12 is. So I feel like it was kind of like one of them off years. You went back to it, but 14 really told you like music, rap is about to start sounding completely different. I also really don't like their ciphers from this year. I think they're poop, but <laughs> um, I mean, nonetheless, still a, a they start studying, man. I mean, I feel like I don't want to um, keep deep diving too much uh, into each artist specifically, but I mean, you got Chance, and at the time. Um, I think Chance was, as a rap had maybe been out, well, as a rap came out when, 12 or 13? 13, I believe. Chance was, Chance was basically riding that way. But Chance was big. Chance was definitely becoming big uh, yeah. globally. Um, Rich Homie Kwan, definitely, definitely big during that time. Um, as well, I was I, like, just like, Fucking dope as hell to watch, like him and him and Thug. Oh yeah, God. that was that was actually crazy. And I, well, that's a whole conversation for another day. But you know, the reason Quan wasn't able to kind of rise the way Thug did, um, it's it's unfortunate because he had the talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't I don't it's think it. I don't remember it being anything like super personal or like no, no, nah, it, it nothing like that. It actually was like it, it thug in uh rich homie like when we get in if we ever come back to that like the whole falling out with them it, it got personal thug talked about it in the interview but i do remember that both of them did i think yeah mm -hmm. um but yeah so you got uh got isaiah rashad um boy right there that boy yeah, right there no, that's 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 my boy but um definitely at his time i think he was still he was still writing sylvia uh sylvia demo um but he he had just did I think, yeah, he just did the Hip Hop Awards the year before, too. And I know that's the first time I got introduced to him. So that was well-deserved. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign, well-deserved. Um, Lil Dirt, deserved. Gates, uh, still, you know, relatively popular at that time. Um, Troy Ave was, uh, 
very well known. I don't know much of his music, but I definitely know the name for sure. Yeah. So I know he's relevant. Vic, East Coast motherfucker. Yeah, East Coast. Uh, Vic, Vic was nice. Um, Vic was hella nice. Uh, John Connor. I remember the name. Don't don't remember much of his music. He had bars. I, I say that about Connor. Connor definitely had bars. I give him that. Yeah, that that's fair. Like I said, I don't know much of his music. Uh, Bibby. I wasn't like I don't. Uh, I wanted I want a huge Bibby fan, but I also the free track days. Oh my god, nigga! Like hey, this I, that shit, bro. I always I always deferred to to other people when it comes to opinions on Bibby because I I didn't listen to much of his music. I mean, I still don't. I didn't really start hearing it until. Shit, college for me, you know what I'm saying. So I don't, I don't know too much about it. But. It's kind of hard for a lot of people to kind of get into the sound of Baby because you ain't have a like drill was so popular, and so you hearing a nigga that's just nigga voice is so deep. <laughs> but if you actually listening to what he's talking about, and then the production, the skits, uh, like his projects, the Free Crack projects was very well put together, like with a theme of what the fuck he was talking about and him just talking about the shit that he was talking about is like, but right, you this young talking about this shit, but it's your life, it's real and that shit flowed and it was like free crack, free crack days, one and two. Um, three was all right. But free crack one and two, it was like, damn, bro. Like we, I didn't, we didn't, I, I can personally say, I didn't know what to expect out of Chicago after Chief, you know what I'm saying? After, Fucking just drill blew up. And so Baby was a very interesting sound for me, man. I fucked with him. For sure. Um, but you had Jaron Benton and then you had August Alcina. Uh so I mean, I don't know much about Jaron Benton, honestly. Sorry to that man. Um <laughs> but um no nah, uh August uh definitely um well deserved, especially for that time. 14 was about his peak anyway so it made sense um at that time i think you i think you gotta you probably gotta go with chance chance or gates i feel like i say at that time chance i could see gates i i could see gates chance gates and quine that would that would probably be the three out of that class it had to be um, yeah but, and, but August was also yeah that year, if anything, you know. So it's kind of up there. Um, this class, oh boy, yeah. Not what for fifteen? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> it ain't it ain't all bad, but um, I mean, fifteen we get. We had a couple. We had a couple of. Uh, you know, 15, we got Fetty Wap, um, mm-hmm. Dej Loaf, Rory, Kid Kid, OG Mako, Shy Glizzy, K-Camp, Vince Staples, Tink, and Golding. It's, it's solid, but underwhelming. What, what makes it underwhelming to you? It's kind of hard because I don't remember what music was like at the time in terms of who I can't argue to. In twenty fifteen, um, I can't argue to say like who was bigger at the time. I'm 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 trying to think back, but like 
You know, I'm not. Now I'm of 2015. Who was bigger was definitely Fetty Wap out of this class. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about. I'm I'm not of the artist. I'm saying it's underwhelming because of. Like I'm saying, I can't speak to maybe who was bigger. So it's not like I should say like people missed out or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But it's underwhelming in the sense of I think there's a. I don't think there's a great representation of, of rap, in in this particular class. Like when you look at the artists, you don't really see rap. You know, like Fetty Wap was not rap for real. I mean, so you say this was like the singing. This was a. I mean, you you keep seeing the pivot in music. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, Fetty Wap is not a rapper. It's it's like sing rap. <laughs> For me, the the person that got had, had bars that I say that was a rapper on this was Vince Staples, and you had to be a fan. I personally, well, yeah, it. but when I, yeah, I, I say great representation because he's the only one on this exactly. list who I who I would speak to. Now, I don't want to ignore K Camp or Gold. Don't exactly. want to ignore either. But what I'm saying is, from a from a hip hop standpoint, you don't have a lot of representation. Which I don't know if that's speaking to where hip-hop was in 2015. That was showing the evolution of where hip-hop was fucking around headed. So I, I say it's kind of underwhelming in that sense, because I think it was like the first year we really saw, like, you don't have a lot of... Yeah, that when 2015 dropped, everybody, that was uh, like... twenty. You went from 2014 to 2015, and it was just like, oh, they got K-Camp. You, you know what I'm saying? They got oh, Days Low, because Days Low had the fucking hype. And Fetty Wap, but outside of that, it was just like, all right, what are we doing here? Like, what are you, what, yeah. what's going on over there? Tink now, don't get me wrong. Tink, oh, Tink you gotta, like, gotta get Tink respect. But like, like I said, I'm, I'm speaking from the context of like, we talking about R&B, it's, it's heavy R&B loaded, but then you also got like OG Mako, Shy Glizzy. I, I mess with Shy Glizzy, so I don't want to like necessarily, Glizzy, I don't want to say Shy Glizzy should be like written off or nothing like that. But I think for me, it's an underwhelming class because I think it was, I think it was trendy. I think outside of, this is the one hit wonder class. Outside, outside, outside of Gold Link, Vince Staples, K Camp, Sink, um, outside of them, really, everybody else is kind of like a. I don't Money. think we really remember them past that year. You know, yeah. like I don't know last time Days Low for real, for real, like was making music like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, Fetty Wap ain't made music in some time. Um, Rory, like I know of Rory, but I Fetty Wap actually. It's consistent with dropping music. He's just not gassed. That's like I went and searched to see what the fuck Fetty Wap be having up, and he still be actually having like movements that I wouldn't even say movements, but he he's he's doing shit. You know what I'm saying? So he's not like no nigga that's just like after 2015 he never got back in. It's just he just never got that push. Um, I mean, and that's fair. Like I said, that like we said that happened to a lot of artists. Um, but yeah, this class is yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's a lot to talk about in this class. I think if anything. This class is really known for kind of showing the pivot and you know the sound of music and the sound of rap. See in twenty twelve. This, this is an interesting class to me. An interesting class. But 2012, you got Future, Kid Inc., Danny Brown, Prince Montana, Macklemore, Don Tripp, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Hobson, uh, Iggy Azalea, 
uh, and Roscoe Dash. All right. <laughs> this class was, this was the class where everybody knew hip hop was changing. Um, and everybody had to come to terms with that. I feel like I got, I, I got a, I got a counter for you, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till. Okay. Okay. Um, from this class though, um, I've listened to, yeah, every name. I listen, I listen to virtually everybody on here. Everybody on this class. Iggy Azalea was a hype that. She was hyped. She was hyped at the time for sure. Um, I mean, we see it happen. You know, we. <laughs> it ain't last long. As you can see, it's just, it's just, ah, man, that the that push of her, um, for a woman artist and like, yeah, that is that's a whole different conversation, but. Roscoe Dash, we know that he had a he had a, a stamp on a scene of music where right. it was a good Dash sound. Definitely, Roscoe Dash was definitely a a pivotal artist in like party music. Like mm -hmm. we talked about the time, like I can only imagine college campuses at the time, you know. But Roscoe had songs; it, it was just all they was party songs, bro. And you you need those, you need those, especially I can just imagine like during that time, like that's when for our generation we really like. I, I feel like we started hearing more and seeing more like of those like parties, some those songs specifically made for parties, cookouts, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, he just had and that was the sound that he had, you know what I'm saying? So um definitely, you know, somebody to uh recognize and uh understand his importance. Um Kid Inc. Is uh you know, he had his time. I guess I just and that's what it is. Yeah. Kidding was yeah. Kidding had a I wouldn't even say an opportunity. See, Tory Lanez took the took the baton and he did what the lane. He took a, he took the lane from a lot of niggas. <laughs> yeah, and he did what the fuck he was supposed to do. Kid Ink was one of them. It was like, what are you trying to do with your career, ass nigga? Yeah. Like. That's that's kind of how I looked at him because I had momentum behind him for a minute. Like he had a little song that was out, not that radio shit, but it was a nice little throw your windows down, cruise to it type shit. So I'm like, all right, it's a little cruising ass rapping nigga. Like he did, he did, have, he, did have, he did have a couple big radio hits though. Like mm -hmm. that's why he had his time. But I just like you said, I don't think he ever really chose him. I, I, would, I, I would never say, yeah, I would never say artists didn't care. I would never say that, because I know it's probably a lot of things that happen behind the scenes, but mm -hmm. whatever it was, he just didn't find, like you said, he didn't find the lane. I don't think he really tried to make a decision, it seems, on where he wanted his career to go. Thanks. So I just feel like he kind of got, like, he had his, like, year or two, and I just say phased out in the sense of he didn't, he didn't really find his lane after a while you just get lost if you don't you know find a lane to be in that gets you a, gets you a following um danny brown uh <laughs> danny brown is like a you gotta you gotta you just gotta be a certain type of person like danny brown i feel like like he's definitely not a mainstream artist but he he can always rap to me he can oh, that's and that's the thing like he's a that nigga got bars like got he hard. like danny brown got, got bars, bars bro. You know what I'm saying? He he's just a little weird. That's all. But bars, no, bars nonetheless. You know. Um, see, French. Um, definitely got definitely. You know, I was a French put, fan for a minute. Uh, yeah, definitely got to put respect on French name. I think just because French is like French is one of those people that always like he he's like consistently relevant enough. 
Mm-hmm. You may not necessarily anticipate French music. You may not necessarily put him in, in any conversations of any, you know, great lyricists, great artists or what have you, but you can't deny that at least every every year or so every couple of years, he probably gonna have one of the biggest songs of the year. Probably. Yeah, yeah probably back in like fucking 2015. Like that that probably was I feel like that was the fall off of well Frank. maybe because I'm trying to think what year was uh what year was what year was uh unforgettable? Was that, I mean, that was 16 to 17, wasn't it? 16, 17, yeah. 16, 17, around that time. That was like the last like big, big song mm-hmm. for French. Um, and yeah, maybe after that, I, I don't think he really had anything that big. Oh wait, when was no, uh, when was no stylist? I believe, let me see. But I think that was after Unforgettable, but it may not have been, I don't know. Um, but was on no stylist, was it bigger than Unforgettable though? Didn't no stylist have Drake on it? If it did, I'm going to assume that it potentially might have been bigger than Unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, it did, but huh? also French and Drake don't miss, so there's that. <laughs> there's that, but yeah. um, but you know, definitely got definitely got respect French. Uh, Macklemore is like <laughs> Macklemore is like I I don't want to knock Macklemore completely. I just never thought that much of. I think niggas was disrespected by the fact of what happened at the Grammys, why niggas tossed Macklemore to the side. Let's be truthful. Probably, Let's be truthful. It probably is why a lot of people toss him to the side. That was that the Grammys really fucked up with that one, cause it's like, all right, we're gonna put this motherfucker on this pedestal and we know this motherfucker really deserves the Grammy. And then at that time, you can you can I say this, cancel culture quietly canceled that nigga Macklemore, bro. <laughs> Is there, a Usually. Such thing, is there a such thing as, well, I was going to say, like, because did we as the black community cancel them? I don't know if we really ever accepted them. Even though Thrift Shop, Thrift Shop uh, was big as hell and was a popular ass song. But, um, yeah, well, they, well, yeah, Thrift Shop can't hold it. He had a couple big ass records. Like, he, I, had a couple, he, he had a couple, yeah, he had a couple big ass records. But um, I, I, I do agree. I think, I think that, I think that Grammy, him, him winning that Grammy over over Kendrick for the for the hip hop community at least because I feel like that was the lane he was kind of leaning into, so that just kind of pushed him back out. <laughs> um, but but yeah, but I, I mean I definitely respect him. Like you can't knock that he was especially in that like 2012 2013 kind of like two year frame huge. Um, Don Trip, not a I. Name recognition. I know. I know. Don Trip. I'm not. A, I'm not a personal like huge fan, but I, I put respect. On, I put respect on knowing that that he was he was relevant. You know, he was around. You know, so um, hey, this man. I, I so for those who don't know who Don Trip is, he's a. I wouldn't even want to call him an underground rapper. Um, those that's in the industry, they they know him. Um, He's really, he just really rap about reality, man. Like, and it's very, how should I say? It's, I don't want to say catchy because it's not, niggas not saying like, he's really barring up a track, just talking about everyday life shit. Um, 
and he come with it, bro, with the bars. Like, the bars be very vivid and shit like that. But Don Tripp, um, he definitely like that. And if you don't know of him, please get into him. Um, hey, it's so much that I fuck around to just drop a link to this nigga after this, but Don Tripp is like that. That's real. Uh, you got um, to do Machine Gun Kelly, Hobson, and Hobson. I think yeah, they they round out. Um, I was a big MGK fan. King I mean, I, I always felt like MGK could could spit. I mm-hmm. I don't feel like he made great projects necessarily, but he could he could always spit to me when he wanted to. And then uh, Hobson Hobson was was crazy lyrical. Like I don't think there's I don't think a lot of people are. A lot of I don't think a lot of people outside of like underground hip hop fans and people who would have been like really looking for Hobson or liked like that kind of music and that kind of rap. I don't think he gained a lot of mainstream fans, but but Hobson Hobson was still to this day probably. I know he don't release music like that, but uh, definitely somebody I respected as a as a lyricist before. Uh, those mind of Hobsons were uh, those ill minds of Hobsons were all uh, ill minds used to go fucking crazy, crazy. You know what I'm saying? So um, definitely respect there. But yeah, I think. Only thing that's but what's interesting about this class is they just didn't have, especially after the last two. I looking back now, I would say they just didn't have the uh, the star power. I guess it's kind of hard to say because in that time they probably were, you know, more relevant. But if you if you look back at it and look at how a lot of their careers phased out, um, you only got to me. I'm only taking from that class. Future in French. From this class, I have to take Future. I'm going to have to take Don Trip. And I'm going to have to take. Is Don Trip still releasing music, though? Don Trip is definitely still releasing music. Freshman class for uh, 2013. So um, that's what? Schoolboy. Trinidad James. To me, this was probably the rawest. Ooh, well, I can see that. I say at, when I and when I say raw, I mean as far as like that was just raw talent. There wasn't no persona you was trying to give these niggas to try to fit. It was like all of them came with their own style, flair, everything. Like nigga, like what schoolboy Trinidad, uh Joey Badass, Abso, Logic. Uh, Action Bronson, Kirko Bangs, Travis, Dizzy uh, Wright, uh, Angel Hayes, and Chief Keith. A lot of people don't realize Chief Keith was in this freshman class because uh, he missed the photo shoot. But um, some iconic shit, man, Bruh. And they just stamped the face on that, but they just put a fucking. Uh, it was a blank, bro. That's some funny shit, bro. That's funny as hell. That's iconic. Uh, shit. This class is packed, <laughs> like. And they probably had some of the coldest ciphers to me. This like this entire class. Like I feel like they they probably had one of the one of the coldest ciphers of all uh the freshman classes. But, um for sure. That, that motherfucker was a bar. I'm not gonna think like yeah, that. Yeah, nah. Um I mean you I feel like every every artist in this class not only had a a time, but like they were big in their time like 
when Schoolboy was on his rise, like, like people definitely, you know, took a liking to it. Trinidad definitely had his, his run, you know, and people were, you know, all being all the jokes. You know, people were definitely, definitely fucking with him. Uh, Joey, you know, still relevant. Now, uh, I wish I wish Joey made more music, but when he does make music, like, he's, he's really good at it. <laughs> I can say this about Joey. There, no nigga, but that's a, a solo tape as far as Joey, Joey Badass. Nobody can sit there and say that he's ever made a bad tape. Ever. Like, every tape that he's made, if you go back and start from his very first tape to his very last album, every tape you literally see the growth in him as an artist and shit like that. Like, when I mean, I, waves, bef- waves Before the Money and All-American Badass, like people don't talk about them projects enough. I be letting I be letting before the money drop uh, rise sometimes, and I'm like, uh, the only thing is back, bro. <laughs> like, the money, bro. I remember, I never forget how anticipated I was of that hip hop out. Like that for me when Joey was dropping because I'm like, bro, this nigga is so young. Like he's young as fuck. Young, fuck. Like, Joey like I'm, our age, bro. I'm Joey like younger. And then the bars that he was spinning out, bro. I'm like. I'm like, I used to be, I was in high school. I'm like, are you niggas crazy? Like, why y'all not hit to this nigga Joey Badass? Like, this nigga album dropping, whoop, what the, before the money drop, it was like, that shit. For me as a team, bro, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah nah, Joey, Joey, Joey was doing this thing. Uh, got Absol, one of the coldest lyricists. Niggas ain't, niggas ain't gonna talk yeah, bro. About but so, so one of the coldest lyricists <laughs> out here, hey. So when so wants to, so would you say that he's the best lyricist in TDE? I've had I've had I've been asked this question before, and because that's a real question when it comes from a, to so. from a pure like lyricist standpoint, like so probably one of the few niggas that could bar Kendrick up because so so a hey, so be knifing niggas like so because so like that, that he like yeah, that bro. and people don't want to give him credit especially. If you talk about in the in the aspect of like the entire TDE, because you got dotted and he just is who he is. That's, a lot of people don't give so that. I think because he don't have that universal like he doesn't have a universal sound, so a lot of people are not gonna peek over to That's see real. like what he's making, and opposed to like how Kendrick coming, or opposed to how J Rock coming, or Schoolboy or Isaiah Rashad. Like, but you J Rock and Schoolboy damn near just got there to making a sound that's. To, to having more of a mainstream sound, I would say. Like 90059 was like that for J-Rock. Like, to I, me personally. Yeah, no, to us personally, I'm saying from a mainstream sound, though, like 90059 kind of got it. It has a TDE sound, which mm-hmm. has become more global and mainstream. But that was already there damn near with Good Kid, with, uh, Good Kid Mad City. It might be because he was the bigger artist and was getting pushed in a certain way. That probably has a lot to do with it. That's it, but that's what's so crazy about rock. That nigga was the first one of TDE to get oh, put yeah. on though. Yeah, oh, we're gonna get when we whenever we do our TDE episode, we're gonna get into that. But rock, but rock is like the beginning. And that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like that, you know, I don't know if people know that, but rock is the beginning, and rock is the person that got Kendrick to the point where he could catapult, you know. So that's do your research, but that's they, they, the niggas they they spaz on the Black Panther tape together though. That shit was uh Look, Redemption, Redemption was an amazing album that I don't feel like I talked about enough, but that's, that's just something else. Um, so after Soul, you got Logic. Um, I like old Logic. The, Jedi, the young Jedi Logic, man. I like, I, like, I like old Logic. I don't dislike new Logic. I just feel like old Logic 
when he was a little bit when I when I felt he was a little bit hungry, when I felt like he had a little bit more to prove, I fuck with that logic a lot. You say would you say that or would you say the logic that for you it was it was just hip hop in a sense because that's that's essentially what you fell in love with. So would you say it was that and he got away from that sound when that nigga went mainstream? Because mm, he was I feel like he was always hungry, like even I'm, yeah. Not so how, how did you feel about the debut then? How did you feel about the debut? The debut was uh underwhelming to me. That's how I felt personally. I expected the debut again. Um uh, I don't want to say I remember the picture. I can't, remember the, I can't remember the title of the debut. But I personally I personally thought the debut was cool. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was cool. Exactly. And that's what but under the pressure. Reason, but the only reason it was underwhelming was because of how heavy I fucked with uh, Welcome to Forever, uh, Young Sinatra. That was the only reason it was underwhelming for me. But right. I mean, the Tarantino tapes, like, that, and that's what, and that's what kind of blew me. It was like you go from you go to from the Young Sinatra, then out of all the hype, like around that time, like this is the same time that I'm I'm geek for Joey. And I'm geek for this nigga Logic. So it's like, all right, two young niggas y'all about to drop and under pressure drop. And I was just like under pressure. That's what it was, yeah. It, it, it hit me. It, was, it, definitely, like, it definitely wasn't, yeah, it definitely wasn't a great, it wasn't a great debut, but I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was bad. But I think it I get what you're saying. I get, I get what like you're saying. I get, yeah, I get you what you're saying in terms of like the hype and what we probably it's wanted to hear based off of his last project. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see it being underwhelming, and clearly with the Tarantino tapes, he shows you that he can still spit. Yeah, but like, Logic also one of them artists that like you can't, since he has the ability to still make good music in other lanes. I don't think you can really knock him for for doing that. It's just it's just one of the things you kind of got to live with because it's like either we gonna get rap from him or we gonna get something else, and it just depends on you got you got to know what you're getting before before you know you kind of make your judgment. Um, Action, Action Bronson, uh, Slicer. He's a slicer. I'm not. I'm not like a huge personal fan, but I mean, I, I respect him for sure. Uh, that boy Bronson be talking that shit. Boy. Definitely solid. Uh, Kirk O'Banes, um, huge, <sighs> huge in his in his run. You know, during his run. You know, so all of Kirk O'Banes so sad, bro. Like. It it could it was every like the Kirk Bangs hype was everything of what we wanted at that time like like the sound of music of what we was just getting in 2013 from these artists you got Trinidad you had Argo Trinidad you know what I'm saying um, on another side you getting Frank the Bake uh, Schoolboy we ain't even get to the bottom but from Kirk and drinking my cup it was just like. <sighs> a beautiful yeah. time. It was a beautiful time. Um, yeah, no, Kirk, Kirko, Kirko was solid during his run. Um, Travis is Travis. <laughs> uh, I just feel like we, the, the, the name, the big name, the self-explanatory. Um, hey, this, this is this man right here, though. Dizzy, hey, people, I mean, you know, you know, people don't know Dizzy like that. At least I feel like people don't know Dizzy like that. They don't talk about them, but Dizzy, Dizzy's definitely, um, very solid lyricist, a really good artist. Makes good music too. I just don't think he has the mainstream mm-hmm. following. And he be on some. If if for people that's watching this, uh, if you're trying to box outside of like expand your sound into conscious rappers, like yeah. Dizzy, one of those. He you know practice peace. Um, 
love, uh, self-love and all that. And you really don't get that from a lot of hip hop artists. You know what I'm saying? So from him to evolve into a sound of what he's talking about and shit like that, uh, is what hip hop need, bro. And, and people need to understand that. Like you watching this and you ain't got hip to Dizzy right. I'm gonna say this shit right now. Go get hip to Dizzy right, bro. Like everybody need it, bro. I, I swear. That's real. That's real as hell. Um, Okay, boom. Then Angel Hayes. No Angel Hayes. Didn't didn't listen to a lot of her music, but no other. No, no, she's solid. No, she's solid. But just didn't really follow her like that. So I don't have too much of a like opinion. And she at least to me and seemingly to the general public, she didn't really, you know, kind of remain relevant or remain popular at least. But I definitely, you know, still give respect for, you know, where she was at that time. And then uh Chief Keith, I feel like, is another self-explanatory. Um, we all we all know what he did. So uh, there's that. 2014. Fresh Whew. class. Right 2014, up. man. We got Chance, our rich homie. We got Zay, Isaiah Rashad, Todd Dollar Sign, LaDirt, Gates, Troy Ab, Big Mentor, John Connor. Connor, Lil Bibby, Jaron Benton, and August Alcini. Uh, How you feel, dog? What's your thoughts on 2014, man? That was a, that was a lot of hype for this class. When it was, it was, there was a lot of hype for this class. Um, I think 2014 is relatively star-studded, if I'm being honest. Um, I just feel like – I also feel like while there was so much hype, I feel like this was the – if there was ever a pivot <laughs> – if there was ever a pivot and like where music was going, where rap was going, this is the year. 2014 was it? Yeah, because I mean, I feel like, I, and to that, to that point you made earlier, I think you said that for 12, but the only reason I would counter it is because 13 is way more reminiscent of 11, so that Meek mm -hmm. and, and Kendrick class than 12 is. So I feel like it was kind of like one of them off years, you went back to it, but 14 really told you like music, rap, is about to start sounding completely different. I also really don't like their ciphers from this year. I think they're poop. But <laughs> um, I mean, nonetheless, still a uh, they start studying, man. I mean, I feel like I don't want to um, keep deep diving too much uh, into each artist specifically. But I mean, you got Chance, and at the time, um, I think Chance was as a rap had maybe been out. Well, Azarab came out when, 12 or 13? 13, I believe. Chance was, Chance was basically riding that way. But Chance was big. Chance was definitely becoming big uh, yeah. globally. Um, Rich Homie Kwan, definitely, definitely big during that time. Um, Rich Homie was just like, Fucking dope as hell to watch, like him and him and Doug. Oh yeah, God. that was that was actually crazy. And I, but that's a whole conversation for another day. But you know, the reason Quan wasn't able to kind of rise the way Doug did, um, it's it's unfortunate because he had the talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't I don't it's think it. Great. I don't remember it being anything like super personal or like no, no, it, it nothing like that. It actually was like it, it thug and uh rich homie like when we get in if we ever come back to that like the whole falling out with them it, it got personal thug talked about it in the interview but i do remember that both of them did i think yeah mm -hmm. um but yeah so you got uh 
got Isaiah Rashad. Um, boy, right there, that boy, yeah, right there. No, that's 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 my boy. But um, definitely at his time, I think he was still he was still writing Sylvia uh Sylvia demo. Um, but he he had just did. I think, yeah, he just did the Hip Hop Awards the year before, too. And I know that's the first time I got introduced to him. So that was well-deserved. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign, well-deserved. Um, Lil Dirt, deserved. Gates, uh, still, you know, relatively popular at that time. Um, Troy Ave was uh, very well-known. I don't know much of his music, but I definitely know the name, for sure. Yeah. So I know he's relevant. Vic, East Coast, motherfucker. Yeah, East Coast. Uh, Vic Vic was nice. Um Vic was hella nice. Uh John Connor. I remember the name, don't don't remember much of his music. He had bars. I, I say that about Connor. Connor definitely had bars. I give him that. Yeah, that that's fair. Like I said, I don't know much of his music. Uh Bibby. I wasn't like I don't uh I wanted I wasn't a huge Bibby fan, but I also Look, the three tracks days. Oh my god, nigga. Like hey, this I, that shit, bro. I always, I always deferred to, to other people when it comes to opinions on Bibby because I I didn't listen to much of his music. I mean, I still don't. I didn't really start hearing it until shit college for me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't know too much about it. But. It's kind of hard for a lot of people to kind of get into the sound of Bibby because you ain't have a like drill was so popular and so you hearing a nigga that's just nigga voice is so deep. <laughs> but if you actually listen to what he's talking about and then the production, the skits, uh, like his projects, the Free Crack projects was very well put together, like with a theme of what the fuck he was talking about and him just talking about the shit that he was talking about. It's like, but you this young talking about this shit, but it's your life is real and that shit flowed. And it was like Free Crack, free crack Days, one and two. Um, three was all right. But free crack one and two, it was like, damn, bro. Like, we didn't. I didn't. We didn't. I. I can personally say I didn't know what to expect out of Chicago after Chief. You know what I'm saying? After fucking just drill blew up, and so Baby was a very interesting sound for me, man. I fucked with them for sure. Um, but you had Jaron Benton, and then you had August Alcina. Uh. So I mean I don't know much about Jaron Benton, honestly. Sorry to that man. Um <laughs> but um no nah, uh August uh definitely um well deserved, especially for that time. 14 was about his peak anyway, so it made sense. Um at that time, I think you I think you gotta you probably gotta go with chance. Chance or Gates, I feel like I say at that time, Chance. I could see Gates. I I, I could see Gates. Chance Gates and Quine. That would that would probably be the three out of that class. It had to be. Um, yeah, but and, but August was also yeah that year. If anything, you know, so it's kind of up there. Um, this class, oh boy. Yeah, not what for fifteen. Yeah. Ooh. Uh <laughs> it ain't it ain't all bad, but um I mean fifteen we get we had a couple, had a couple of uh you know fifteen we got Fetty Wap, um mm-hmm. Dage Loaf, Rory, Kid Kid, OG Mako, Shy Glizzy, K Camp, Vince Staples, Tink, and Golding. 
it's it's solid but underwhelming what what makes it underwhelming to you it's kind of hard because i don't remember what music was like at the time in terms of who i can't argue to in say, 2015 um i can't argue to say like who was bigger at the time i'm i'm, I'm trying to think back but like you know, I'm not. The time of 2015, who was bigger was definitely Fetty Wap out of this class. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about. I'm I'm not of the artist. I'm saying it's underwhelming because of, like, I'm saying I can't speak to maybe who was bigger. So it's not like I should say like people missed out or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. but it's underwhelming in the sense of I think there's a. I don't think there's a great representation of, of rap, in in this particular class. Like when you look at the artists, you don't really see rap. You know, like Fetty Wap was not rap for real. I mean- So you would say this was like the singing, this was a- uh, I mean, you, you keep seeing the pivot in music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Fetty Wap is not a rapper. It's, it's like sing rap. For me, the, the person that got had, had bars that I say that was a rapper, Honest was Vince Staples, and you had to be a fan. I personally, well, yeah, but when I, yeah, I, I say great representation because he's the only one on this exactly. list who I, who I would speak to. Now, I don't want to ignore K Camp or Gold, don't exactly. want to ignore either. But what I'm saying is, from a, from a hip hop standpoint, you don't have a lot of representation, which I don't know if that's speaking to where hip hop was in 2015. That was showing the evolution of where hip hop was fucking around yeah. headed. So I, I say it's kind of underwhelming in that sense because I think it was like the first year we really saw like you don't have a lot of yeah that when twenty fifteen dropped everybody that was a like twenty you went from twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen and it was just like oh they got K Camp you you know what I'm saying they got oh Days Low because Days Low had the fucking hype and Fetty Wap but outside of that it was just like all right, what are we doing here? Like, what are you, what, yeah. what's going on over there? Tink now, don't get me wrong. Tink, oh, Tink yeah, gotta, like, gotta get Tink respect. But like, like I said, I'm, I'm speaking from the context of like, we talking about R&B, it's, it's heavy R&B loaded, but then you also got like OG Mako, Shy Glizzy. I, I mess with Shy Glizzy, so I don't want to like, Glizzy, I don't want to say Shy Glizzy should be like written off or nothing like that. But I think for me, it's an underwhelming class because I think it was, I think it was trendy. I think outside of- This is the one hit wonder class. Outside, outside of Gold Link, Vince Staples, K Camp, Sink. Um, outside of them, really, everybody else is kind of like a. I don't Money. think you really remember them past that year. You know, yeah. like I don't know last time Days Low for real, for real, like was making music like that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, Fetty Wap ain't made music in some time. Um, Rory, like I know of Rory, but I don't Fetty Wap actually is consistent with dropping music. He's just not gassed. That's like I went and searched to see what the fuck Fetty Wap be having up, and he still be actually having like movements that I wouldn't even say movements, but he he's he's doing shit. You know what I'm saying? So he's not like no nigga that's just like after 2015 he never got back in. It's just he just never got that push. Um, I mean, and that's fair. Like I said, that like we said, that happened to a lot of artists. Um, but yeah, this class is yeah. I mean, I I don't think it's a lot to talk about in this class. I think if anything, this class is really known for kind of showing the pivot and, and uh, the sound of music and the sound of rap.